You're listening to DevOps and Docker Talk, a podcast hosted by me, Brett Fisher. I'm a DevOps online course creator, consultant, and a Docker captain. This podcast contains clips from my weekly YouTube live show, where I host a real-time Ask Me Anything style chat with guests and anyone who shows up on YouTube chat, many of whom are students of my Docker courses. You can find out more information, including show notes for this episode at brettfisher.com slash podcast. That's B-R-E-T-F-I-S-H-E-R dot com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. In this episode, I answer a question about using sudo in containers and file permissions when using non-root users. Brandon's in uh, with the first next question here. Gosu versus user. How do you prefer to go about using non-root users in containers? and keep file permissions on the Docker host saying, what's the current best practice? So permissions in Docker, um, not for necessarily Docker itself, but for the files you're running in a container can be very frustrating, especially if you're using bind mounts. (laughs) So bind mounts combine the permissions of the host files with those things running in the container, and that can often lead to you pulling your hair out and going a little insane. And some of my hardest projects have been when we needed multi-server shared file storage for multiple containers on different hosts, all accessing the same files with the right permissions and also using least privilege with non-admin users, non-root users, right? So those can be really tricky. Um, I would say uh, user versus Gosu. So when you ask me about user, Brandon, I'm assuming you're talking about in the Docker image building because that's where users applied, right? Um, and Gosu tends to work better than uh, sudo inside of building a Docker image. So that's my understanding, at least, of why Gosu is often used inside of Docker images for building. And uh, I don't actually know the reason why. I, I probably learned it at some point years ago and then quickly forgot it. So my, I'm assuming what your question is really talking about is when you're building images. And I would say the user is the best practice there um, for using Docker file lines. And if you're inside a run command and you need to change permissions on a specific part of that run command, then that's where Gosu to me makes sense because you maybe need to do things as root user, but not always inside that run command. So maybe that's when you're choosing to go Gosu and, and other things, right? So... Uh, I think that largely what ends up happening with people that with permissions is not the files in the image. It's the files during runtime, right? So once your container starts up, let's say you've got a node app and that node app is running as user node and it has an, a user upload directory. And then those files are stored on the host. And so they're going to be stored as the user node. And because that's what nodes running is, is running at. And then you have some other process, maybe in a different container, and it's using a shared volume or something, or a bind mount, and that that is not running as the same user and needs to access those files read-write, and you get into these problems around uh, permissions. So I would say that at the end of the day, if you can't solve these problems with Chone and Schmod, uh, then, like in, a, in other words, inside the Docker file, if you're doing, for example, a copy command, inside of a Docker file. You can now do a chone on that so that when you're copying files in, they copy with the right users that are given permissions to those files. You can't do uh, a chmod, I don't think, yet, although I, that may be a feature. That's actually something I can look up. 
Um, I'm not sure if that has been added. Let's see, Docker file. So if we go to the official documentation on that, right? Let me zoom in. And if I go to, yeah, so if I search Chmod, I don't see anything. But if I go to Chone, you can see where if you use the add or the copy, you can copy those in with the right permissions. That's a huge thing that happened a year or two ago that saves us a lot of space because we then don't have to change the permissions on the file. So that's step one. Step two is if you need to change permissions of directories at runtime, like you need to have a volume set to certain permissions, that's what an entry point script is for. So if you were to look at an example, like if we just go back um, over here to Docker Hub, and I were to go into MySQL, and if you went into one of the MySQL Docker files, you would probably find that there's an entry point script, especially with things like databases. And an entry point script is something that can, will start every time a container is started. And often in these entry point scripts, you will see things like, I need you to chone everything in this directory and schmod it or you know, do a plus write global or something, or, which is not always the most secure thing to do. Um, but if you need to change permissions on the fly, then you would do that inside this script. Now, of course, the problem in this script is that it's running as the user, I believe so, as it's running as the user that you set in a Docker file. So that becomes another problem because if you need to change permissions on files to make them readable and writable by the node user, but the script is running as the node user, then you have problems because you can't, um, you can't go to root essentially at that point. So I would say that there is no easy or best fix for that, but permissions is something you could probably write a whole course section on, right? A whole multi-hour training session on the various ways that permissions are dealt with. Um, one little tidbit there, the last thing I'll say, because I know that I'm kind of going on on your question, but it is something that I think comes up a lot, is that file permissions in Linux are just numbers. In fact, this is actually a tip that was given to me, I think by Phil Estes, um, who's someone who implemented the, the namespace, the user namespace e issues, or I'm sorry, the user namespace feature inside of Docker, which is not enabled by default. But if you wanted to have all your containers run as non-root, you would enable that. And he uh, was one of the ones that helped add that feature. And we were talking one day and he pointed out that, you know, the user ID and the group ID are just IDs. You, you can set that number to whatever you want. They're just numbers. And so if you need files on the host, for example, to match those in the container, if you just set everything by ID number, then usernames are at that point really irrelevant. They, it's really the IDs that it's going to look at for matching those permissions. So in a case where I was working on a project and we needed to share files across multiple containers, but they were all running as different uh, users and we needed to make sure that the permissions matched up, we really just manually made sure those files were using the right numbers or IDs for the owner and the group. And then everything started to work because uh, it didn't really matter that we didn't have the user created on the host, for example, that was matching that ID inside the container. We just made sure the ID numbers matched up. So that's a little tip. It took me a while to figure that out um, and to understand how those worked. But really just at the end of the day, it's doing number comparison to make sure that the numbers of the the reads and writes and permissions match what the user that's executing the command is doing. So, good question. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's not something that we've had discussed here recently and we should talk about it more. 
So thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.